un poquito Villa, suelta bien, aquí viene Márquez, del otro lado solo Cuauhtémoc, Cuauhtémoc, suya, 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 suya. Cuauhtémoc, 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 Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Colorful Kid Podcast. I'm coming to you from rainy Chicago, where it's only in this mid-70s. How hot is it by you, Brian? Yeah, it was about 110 today. So What's the humidity, though? Because I, I just, when I was talking to you earlier and I said I was going out for a walk, it was 98% humidity. Uh, right now, it fluctuates between like 20 and 40, but if we get, you know, it's monsoon season, so if we get like storms, I mean, obviously, it kicks up, but we kind of want some storms at this point. Yeah, I was like, man, it's really, really hot. Like, it felt really bad, even though I knew the temperature was only in, like, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I finished my walk. I look at the on the Apple Watch. When you finish it, you just hit done, and it tells you, like, the, your conditions. And I, I was scrolling, and it said 98% humidity. I was like, God damn, that explains wow. it. Definitely moist. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> like even when I have my AC on, it's, it's like, not even helping in the car. It's, like, <laughs> like 130 off the blacktop. Imagine playing in turf right now, like 130 degrees on the field. It'd be rough. It'd be rough. Speaking of playing on turf, Copa para Mexico, thoughts? I know we talked a little bit beforehand. Um, um, good idea, bad idea? What do you think? I thought it was okay. Um, obviously, you get a little worried about some teams with some positive tests, but I think that's just unfortunately going to happen. Um, the overall setup, I think they should have done, like I, I said off, off air, I said, I think they should have done like a round robin where where like every game you can make eight subs where instead of doing like group stages when you're making eight to ten subs and then all of a sudden you're in a semi-final you know what I mean it, it just kind of didn't I don't know the, the, the vibe was weird it's like now you got to take it really you know seriously because you know fans want to see you win um I thought it was okay for the America fan it was not that great but at least it got warm up to see where the flaws are what was the bare minimum you could play if you crashed out of the group stage just the three games yeah, it'd be three, you know, it'd be the group stage, and then there was a semi and a final, with obviously no third place or anything. Typically, these games would have been all these the big money friendlies across the U.S. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. With these, all these big, especially like America and Chivas collecting just their appearance fees, cashing in. <laughs> yeah, getting 50000 for their exhibition in, you know, San Diego. Or it'd be there. It'd be they'd be doing the they'd be doing the super classical all across the United States, Chivas, America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or they would be part of the what the is it the ICC? Yeah, or yeah, the, they were the special guest. So it's it's tough. I mean, they, they kind of making making bank in the summer, but not not this year. Not this year, not yet. <laughs> but I, on a, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, but um, final was a little bit underwhelming the way it ended. Um. Cruz Azul gets a, a penalty. I, to me, I really wouldn't have called it a penalty. The player went up, definitely made contact, but he didn't really swing his elbow or anything. So, I mean, whatever. Um, but Cruz Azul is going to be definitely a favorite moving forward. And Chivas, you know, they they had some bright spots, especially against America. Um, they played really well. So, I mean, it's going to be, it, it just, you know, adds more to the upcoming season. I feel like it was the Liga MX God's way of letting Cruz Azul get a trophy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They were in first place. They were running. Not, I can't remember the last time that an actual team in the number one seed won Liga MX, Ligia. Mm-hmm. I feel like but first place. They were place, looking good. Yeah, they were. But I feel like first place always loses in like the semi or something. Yeah, it's definitely the 
you want to be about around second or third <laughs> in the seating. How many times have we talked about Tigres getting in, like barely getting into the league? Yeah, and they're like a favorite. Yeah, exactly. That's that's just how the league goes, man. It's, it's wild. Wasn't uh, wasn't it uh, Cholos that were the super leader and and like the the first the both tournaments and they lost <laughs> like the first yeah. round <laughs> with Piojo? Yeah, man. That's the dreaded number one spot. It's like <laughs> you finally play, you know, really well, and then I don't know, it catches up to you. Got that target, you know, got the target on your back. The jinx, man. It's the jinx. It's the League MX Madden curse. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so you talked about you think Cruz Azul, Chivas are going to be good. Is, is it is the time to kick away Tigres this year? No, I think they'll still be there. Um, granted, you know, they didn't really take their loss that well. Or I don't know. I don't know what happened in that scrum, that like argument at the end of the game. But no, they, they, they still look good. Um, kind of coughed it up at the end against Cruz Azul. They definitely looked good against Chivas, and then Chivas kind of turned it around. Again, it's 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 one of those weird preseason things, but it definitely, like I said, it, it kind of adds up to the hype coming up for this season, uh, which starts very soon. So I'm kind of excited. It's finally got something to watch. Starts this weekend, right? Yes, I think. I think Thursday is the kickoff. I think. Let's say three more days here. Here on, on Univision says three more days. So Friday, I think. I'm always just like it takes me like the first week or two to remember. Okay, Cholos always play on Fridays. So and so always plays kickoffs. Always at this yep. time. This yep. time, and you kind of get in the groove of it. So by week three, four, you you already know what's happening. Exactly. It's gonna be wild, man. I mean, I know there definitely there's already players testing positive, but I, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's just gonna happen in this in this wild year. And I think Liga MX come out and said they're going to do the five subs this season, correct? Yep, yep. So I'm actually looking forward to that. See how but that plays they out. got rid of the they got rid of the 2011 rule, no? Where you got to play the youngsters? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't hear any update on that. I'm not sure. It's. I mean, it's possible. Not that they're. You know, things are changing. It'd be. It would make sense to have that rule in right now. With yeah. the five subs. Yeah. And but, players can actually play. No one's. No one's. None of the kids are out doing youth international tournaments. Oh yeah, exactly. Actually, had to play him, put him on the field. We were t- you can mention Univision. Uh, any thoughts on? I know the Chivas and Norte guys are probably going to talk about it since they're kind of hyped about it. But Chivas back on US TV, definitely something. You know, even if you're not a Chivas fan, you know you want to see all these games. And let me tell you, it was difficult to find any any decent stream when they weren't on. You know, when um, when they weren't on TV. So. Um, Back to Telemundo, so I'm down for it. I don't know if you how closely you followed uh, their transition or they're trying to transition over to Chivas TV, but it's looking like it's a big fat zero on Chivas TV. Yeah, I don't I know mean, how much. I know a lot of the, I've seen a lot of guys who are like, oh well, time to cancel their subscription because at this point, what, what do you use Chivas TV for? <laughs> exactly. You know, like you know, like you know the production, but I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you can't. The games are moved over, and this this deal covers uh, the Chivas women, and I believe the Academy games too. Wow! Yeah. So what what is the point of having Chivas TV exactly. in America? Exactly. Are you are you really gonna watch the Chivas TV pre-show instead of the, the, the pre-show? Show? And, and then you got your commentators. I mean, you know, you got the you got had some home brewing. Yeah, but you can't watch the games on there, right? I don't know. I don't know if there's any. I don't think so. I, I think I saw that. I think Telemundo gained the full rights to everything. Wow. So 
So yeah, I mean, there's no point now. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was an interesting idea when they started it. I kind of looked at it more like how uh, Arsenal TV and like Manchester United TV, where it's like a extra service where you can't see the games, but like in some countries you can see the replays of games. Mm-hmm, exactly. But it would, yeah. but it would show the reserve games. It would show women games, things like that. I thought that was cool. I thought maybe Chivas could make it something like that because that'd be great. I mean, they have a ton of fans in the U.S. But when they had stated that it was their intention to have games on there, even in Mexico, I was like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, even when I was, like, saying, like, trying to find games, like, I'd be watching with, like, friends or, like, family who are, like, Chivas fans and, like, what channel's the game on? And we we would be, like, looking forever. Like, oh, it's on Chivas TV. (laughs) It's like nobody had it. So... If it's on, you know, Telemundo now, now we can watch them. Yeah, no one's Theo is going to go through 80 channels back. Where the hell is that pinche juego? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I'm not surprised that this ended up happening. It's just, it's just, what did they think was going to happen? Did they really think they were going to get that much, that many people signing up for the service? I don't know. Because if, if, if all these hardcore fans on my timeline are saying, well, time to cancel it, what are you going to do with, what are you going to do with it? I mean, they signed a deal I believe it was an NBC, which is essentially Telemundo, for to help them with their streaming uh, program and everything. But what yeah. is the point of the what's the point of it now? I know it would just have to be exclusives or extras, which I don't know if anybody would want to be paying for. So I don't know. It's just hard to find people to pay for something that doesn't include any games. Exactly. Whether they can get a deal where they can get the games the next day or two days later, maybe that's something. Yeah. But if there's no games, it's going to be tough. To, it's going to be a tough sell. I agree. I agree. And I'm just happy I'm going to be able to watch it actually on the TV. In HD? You could call it yeah. HD? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I hope uh, uh, Andres Cantor does some of the games. That'd be awesome. Yeah. To have him yeah. call in some Chivas. Have, have, have him call like a Clásico? That would be awesome. I mean, that was the worst when there was an actual big game and it just I couldn't find anything anywhere to, to, to watch it. I'd like maybe find a YouTube stream that'd be like, 10 minutes delayed and then they get cut off and I'm just like oh my god dude come on or you just had to hope and be like I hope this game's on because uh, on Facebook Facebook exactly. Live yep yep definitely that, was... that a few times not good um, any predictions for the coming season and we kind of talked a little bit about who you um, definitely hard to put my finger on it but I I mean I mean, has there any been any big moves over the summer? <laughs> I say the summer, but the off season, <laughs> the quarantine. <laughs> I feel like the only moves were players whose teams got bought out. Yeah, nothing that stuck out. I still think, you know, in terms of predictions, I still think the strong, you know, the ones that were playing well are still gonna come out pretty hot. You know, the Monterrey, Cruz Azul type teams with a few surprises. Uh, I think Chivas could be a, definitely a surprise. Um, if they finally start gelling and clicking, uh, especially in the midfield. Um, and, you know, I just, it'd be hard, hard to put my finger on it. I never had a quarantine, you know, post-quarantine prediction, but it's the weirdest thing ever. But you can only go on, yeah, it's, you can only go with what we had on the the Copa, the Copa thing that we had. Especially it's going to be a different, as, I, as I've been watching more, more and more EPL and leagues with the five subs and the water breaks, it's it's different. You get it's a, you essentially get a timeout. Yeah, no. Nope, you get the 100%. coaches being able to tweak their plans and uh, do this 100%. and that. It's it adds a little bit. It adds a little bit more in terms of the second half. The second half of each half, you know, after the water break, 
can be completely different. You could be floundering before the water break. You get a timeout essentially with your coach. He says, hey, let's try this, this, switch up, switch up the formation, and it's a whole new game. Well, that's one of the theories, you know, not to bring up a sour memory, but the Mexico-Holland game in 2014, yep, yep. They, got, they got the water break, I think, in the 72nd minute, and then Mexico really squandered a lot of possession. So definitely, you're right. I mean, with, with all these subs and these breaks, um, we'll see. We'll see, who, you know, who, who manages it well. It's going to be interesting for sure. I'm excited. Nonetheless, I feel like if you have a really good coach with strong tactics who likes who can make in-game adjustments, those are going to be mm-hmm. even more important this season. Mm-hmm. You get the five subs the whole year, and I mean I don't think Mexico is going to be doing a water break necessarily. Yeah, but well, I'll tell you what, if you know if America keeps making those defensive mistakes, I can see Piojo throwing an extra defender and going five three two. So I can definitely see that happening. I mean, the season, it's just, hey, get top eight. That's all you want to yeah, get. Yeah, I mean, you got to survive. That's all you got. You just got to get in the, in the league. Yeah, that's it. I mean, no one, no one, It's this isn't like the NBA where you're going as the eight seed and it's like, ooh, underdog. It's like, no, you're good. You're the eight seed. Who cares? You you might be the favorite. Exactly. I mean, that's the beauty of Mexican league, man. And you're right. <laughs> in other leagues, it does not, it's not really how it works. So it'll be interesting. Um, I know we talked a little bit about moves in and out, but transfer rumors, um, I know a couple of episodes we talked about maybe a couple of transfers to Europe from some Mexicans. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be pushed back to the to the January window. I don't see yeah, any European I th- I think teams we're gonna making see, any purchases. I think we're going to see a little bit of a break on it, which, you know what, it's fine. Um, just as long as these players are still on the radar. But, yeah, I think it's going to be pushed a little bit when, until society gets a little bit back to normal, at least. Well, that and the Liga MX registration rules. Yep. I mean, they're starting the season. A couple of these European countries aren't even done with theirs. Exactly. So, so it's going to be hard to, let's say, one of the French clubs wants Montes or something like that. Is Monterey going to sell him in the middle of their season? Mm-hmm. I don't exactly. think so. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting, but... You know, at least at least there's some word going on about several players eventually making a move. It's just the matter of when it'll be finished or done. So this is definitely a big tournament. I think there's a better chance of some of the Mexicans abroad right now making moves. It's possible. We definitely need one to, or at least two, to possibly make that loan move or something like that. Would it be the end of the world for you if... Uh... Tecatito doesn't move if he just stays at Not a, actually that's I'm actually leaning towards that as what I prefer just because he is in such a good rhythm right now and he's comfortable in an, arguably the best form we've seen him I, I'm okay with him at Porto I, I mean a lot of these moves sound kind of lateral I, I'm, I'm happy with what he's doing and they look at him as like their MVP I mean he's putting in so much work. I'm I'm good with it. They won the league, another league title for them. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Just just stay there. He's been there for years now. If he doesn't move this summer, I think they extend his contract and he's going to be there. He's going to be a lifer there. Uh, I'm yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. And like I said, when you find when you this is we look back. And I said this in the past about Chucky, and it's like maybe PSV was was his spot. You know, I mean, he was playing Champions League at a high level. I mean, he was the one showing up the most. 
that's all you can ask for. I mean, I, I know you want the teams to go to go, you know, further in the, in the in the cup, but if you're the one that's showing up and you're playing against really good talent, that's all you can really ask for. It's it's interesting because I don't know, I mean, I want to agree, but at the same time, it just Napoli just became a shit show, you know? Yeah, it's, it's they were expected to, you know, be one of the top teams out there and now I'm not even sure they're going to qualify for Europe for and, Europa and, League. And I like I told you off air, I just redid my ESPN so I could watch um, his game against Bologna, and man, I mean, he had a couple really good chances, but there were some where they're not, they don't make the pass to him when he's making those, that cutting move, and you know, I mean, that's just going to happen, but it just was a frustrating game, and then he gets taken out, and then they, I mean, I'm not saying that that's the reason why they coughed up a goal, but it's frustrating, you know? Yeah, it is frustrating, but at least, at least the man is out on the wings again. I've... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all. That's all we can ask. The first I mean, two months, he was like playing as a number nine, and I'm just watching the TV. Like, what the hell is going on out there? It was. It was a little bit. It was a little weird. I mean, it's as weird as seeing Raúl on the wing. It's like the reverse. Like a detail. He's speaking of Raúl Wolves. Wolves is one of the clubs that has been rumored that is looking at the Gatita, which kind of makes sense if they play that. They like to play that three four three, or the three four two one, or whatever they want to call it. And they have because they like their their fullbacks are constantly bombing down the field. So if you can you can play Tecatito in that role. Yeah, and I actually with the game I watched, which by the way I'm actually really rustled that he didn't get an assist because he definitely changed the direction of the ball that landed to the the player who scored in the second goal. So I'm not sure why he didn't get the assist, but whatever. Um, but when I was watching that game, there's a lot of disorganization in a good way in terms of the attack. So maybe maybe that would be something that would work. But like I said, if he if if Decatito just doesn't move, I'm actually very happy with that too. Yeah, I'm okay with it at this point. Someone yeah. that I will not be okay if they're still in the same spot, even if they're getting a new coach, Diego Lainez. I was hoping he would get some minutes more than what did he get like uh, 15 minutes? He gets like 15 minutes. Well, and he gets you know a fairly decent rating. He I think he was like four for four on ground duels, and but it's like. He needs more time, and he played 15 total games, and most of those were not starts. I think it was like two, two or three starts. That's just this is the problem. This is the only thing. Like I'm, like I said, I'm a big, you know, push push the players abroad, but with Batiste, it was like they were like a, they were playing above expectation, and then as soon as it didn't really click, they're not looking. They're not looking to throw him in the game, whereas like maybe if it was clicking. Like it was previously, they could had that allowance, but they stopped clicking and they started losing games. And they're not looking to throw him in there, you know, as the new as a newcomer and being nineteen, twenty years old. So unfortunately, it didn't really pan out. But now he's got rumor back to France, and I'm looking at it like, yeah, uh, that might be the that might be the move, especially if they're guarantee or not trying to guarantee him a legitimate spot. Yeah, that'd be. Anywhere at this point, Spurs were reportedly attached to him a couple months ago, March. I don't know about that, but I don't know that he needs to play. He needs. I wish. I mean, looking back, PS a PSV, Ajax. Yeah, that would have been a nice move. Yeah, that would have been ideal. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with France too, dude. I, I again, like he's got he's plenty of talent and. We you know he gets thrown in these games, and 
he's got very little time. Like I, I feel I feel for the kid because he's he's putting in the the effort. He's running like crazy, and he's you know trying to get the you know the game moving for first team. But he only gets like one start every twelve games. Like it, like that's not that's not going to help him. You know that's not going to help the team and that evolution with that that chemistry. So especially once they crash out of uh, Copa del Rey. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where teams like to play the younger players, but once they crash out of there, it's chances dry up. I was hoping he would get the start just because the game meant nothing. They weren't well, going to move up. They weren't going to move down. That was the frustrating part too. Yeah. You know, you can make changes, and you're not you're not in danger of going down, but you're still not going to go anywhere else. It's like you might as well use your you know splash for. You know what I mean? But we'll see. He he's just one of those players where you need him on the depth chart for Mexico moving forward. And if he's not playing, Tata, Tata's not going to call him. So, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. Especially because he's just so high, so much high hopes on him, too. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, he, he, he gets plays. He's still getting plays when he gets those minutes. Granted, maybe 11 minutes, but he's trying to create, you know. It's not like he's kind of just standing around. So, I mean, at least at least the effort's there, you know. Did you happen to watch any of the Celta Vigo game or Laganas game on a Sunday, or even just like kind of follow it half? I was kind of yeah, I was kind of half following it. Yeah, yeah it was kind of cool because uh, Araujo wasn't playing because he was kind of banged up. But mm. I'm just watching it like uh, they're gonna get relegated. Is yeah, Bosco gonna get relegated? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But but speaking of which, speaking of play, you know, kind of kind of like the Tecatito, but like. Not really in reverse, but like on the opposite opposite side, where Tecatito's in maybe not the strongest European league, but he's on the strongest team, thriving. Whereas Araujo is on one of the bottom teams, but he's playing every single game. Generally, a fairly high rating, whatever rating system you look at. Um, I know he's got an assist the other day. Um, again, that's another thing. It's like that's all you can really ask for. He's playing constantly. Um, and I know he's got some whispers. Maybe I think I think it was Valencia, so maybe he'll make a move. But as long as he's in Spain getting his minutes, uh, again, that I'm happy with it. I'll be curious to see if he makes a move now that they're not going to get relegated. I mean, if, he yeah. was, if they were going to get relegated, they would have they would have sold him off for anything. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll be curious to see if they sell him now or they say no, nope, we can't sell him. We need him. He's he's the reason. We, he's, one, he's one of the big reasons why we stayed up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's definitely had some big games. Um, granted, they're not the strongest team, but he's definitely been there. Let's not act like uh, Celta Vigo is that far behind uh, Real Betis either, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. That's I feel like if the season was any longer, Real Betis would have kept falling down the stands. Oh, they were in really bad shape. They were in really bad shape. So, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> like they they kind of... Caught a break there. Before we get to Jimenez, one of the guys that that's keeps getting popped up as going to France is uh, Pizzuto from Pachuca. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's been a few. There's been a few names linked to him now. I think uh, it was in Roma. I think another Italian. Uh, there was an Italian team, and then two or three French teams. So, Lens uh-huh. and <sighs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think that would be a decent move. And I know people were saying, "Well, isn't he injured?" I think his injury was a four-month process, so he should be at least in a training zone. I don't know if he would be going a whole, you know, 100%, but 
we've seen the you know players bounce back from a similar injury within within that five month area. So I would imagine him being ready to train eventually, hopefully once you know things settle down and he can possibly make that move. I mean, like, like, like we were saying, if he moves abroad, he's back. He'll be ready for preseason. We were ready for their their preseason, so it would yep. be a good fit. It'd be good. I, I believe he has a pass, a Euro, European passport, too. I've heard that. I, I've heard that. I think that's. I think that is a possibility. So and someone asked me uh, on Twitter if why are all these Americans moving abroad so young? Us, uh, yeah, the uh, U.S. players, and it's because they use their grandparents' ancestry to get these European passports. You're correct. That's and how Pulisic went to Bruce Dortmund as he was like 16 years old, because he used his his Croatian. His, yeah, so he has a Croatian. He plays under Croatian passport. It was actually funny. They, there used to be like debates on whether he would select Croatia. I was like, I don't think he's gonna do that. But uh, yeah, that's definitely definitely a top reason. And and there's the other thing. It's like I, when these younger players. In because usually they're coming from MLS and then they make the jump. That might be the the trade off for the American player where it's like, hey, is if I got interest, like I might as well jump now. So I think that's why you see that happen so much more frequently. You know, the 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 pros and cons of Mexico is you know you're at home, you get a nice you get a nice chunk of change. Is is that jump really going to be necessary? Where you know, of course, we're going to have players. I know Cordoba. So they're like, hey, like my my goal is is Europe. So you're gonna get players like that, but then there's gonna be other players where it's like, eh, I, I think I'm happy here, and you know, Pachuca or you know whatever, you know, whatever team there may may be at. Okay, the Jurgen Dam. Uh-huh, yeah, that's also one of the reasons why I got frustrated with Jurgen Dam. Not because I thought he was gonna be this great player, but he had a German passport. He could have skipped all the <laughs> crap that most yeah. Mexicans go through and just. Take a not take an EU spot for a lot of these countries overseas. Yeah, and you know he just instead um, that didn't happen, and uh, he became a TikTok sensation. So that's his, where that skills he just stalled his career. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he kind of peaked in 2015. He never got any better. He he just did not get any better. The pl- the player he was five years ago is the same player he is now. Again, he can run straight in a straight line really well, but. You need to have more than just that. God bless. I mean, I know he's at Atlanta, so hopefully it goes well for him there. Atlanta bombed out of that tournament. MLS is back tournament today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Raul Jimenez, another rumor for Raul. Raulito. Throw more on. Throw it on the grill. Juventus. Yeah. I mean, that one's really been steaming up. So I picked uh, up more steam. I, I don't see it. Just, I just, don't know. Another guy that I'm like, eh, just stay at Wolves. Stay where you're at. That's kind of what I've been thinking, too. And if they kind of hold their core, I, he's like the oldest player in that core. You yeah. realize this, right? He's like the old guy on that team. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's like, I, I think he, I think he's looking good where he's at. Feels comfortable. Always, always in the spotlight. So, I, I mean... His wife just had a kid earlier today, I think, or yesterday. Oh, look, there's a European spot. There you go. <laughs> get that. Get get him that EU passport. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, if he makes the move, I, I hope the best. I mean, that's definitely a talented team, similar to Corona. I mean, if he doesn't, I'm I'm cool with where he's at. So, 
Moving on to the last topic, Mexico versus Netherlands in October, allegedly. Shocking. I was shocked to wake up to that. So, in, I a, was, way, in a way, I was shocked because I was shocked that they we would even schedule a game at this point. But in another way, I wasn't shocked because Tata wants to play in Europe. Well, that's kind of like the weird trade-off, right? It's like U.S. isn't looking like the place to play. So our, you know, our usual Ecuador... Um, Venezuela games are, are kind of off the table. So all you can kind of do is, you know, go where it's the safest, I guess, you know. And that, yeah, that, would, be, that would be Holland. So, you know. Well, another thing that we're kind of waiting on is CONCACAF's new World Cup qualifying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a, not it was not going to be the Hex. It was going to be something else. And then everything got pushed back. Mexico hasn't played an actual game since, what, November? Oh, a FIFA yeah. date, a FIFA yeah. date game. Yeah. It's almost a full count, a full. It's almost going to be twelve months without any legit games for it's the national crazy. team. It's crazy to think. I don't even know where the. I don't even know where their heads are at now. You know. Yeah, we're we're essentially a little over two years away from the World Cup because I think the World Cup's going to be no, in, the yeah, in the winter. So it's time to start qualifying. But I don't. I don't even know how how they're going to do it. I don't know. CONCACAF's going to do it. I know, like, Commonwealth is going to do the same thing they've always been doing. Ten games, round robin. Yeah. I, I could see, yeah, I think CONCACAF might do that. Something like that. They can't, though, because there's too many countries. Unless they have, they have to have, they have to have a round before Mexico and the U.S. get, you know, get into it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird one, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to figure that i mean and then they're running out of time i mean they got to set a schedule yeah i mean i don't know unless you i don't know and they're technically still the Concacaf nations league to finish up dude you know what's crazy like i completely forgot there was supposed to be a gold cup wasn't there a gold cup schedule this year too uh was there I mean... <laughs> or no i'm sorry i'm sorry it was the the nation league semi and final yep plus that was what it was plus which Youth World Cup was supposed to be this year? The U20? Um, no, because that was recent. That was oh. that was the flop in which I had to pat myself on the back, which I called out pretty easily. Um, the U17 World Cup was last year. Yeah, yeah, so... That's where Mexico which, was running. Oh, my God, with that penalty. Pizzuto was the bronze. He got the bronze ball of the tournament. Yeah, that's why he... He's getting getting looked at. I mean, was a great player. I know there's some rumors too. I think is it Munoz? I think he's getting some rumors of a broad interest too. So I mean, it's something to take a look at, keep an eye on. Hey, we. I mean, I, that's my thing. You know, you, if you throw enough darts at the, at, you know, you're eventually going to hit a target. I'm all for it as long as it's a smart decision. A team kind of works out. You get the player gets comfortable, and eventually, you know, you start playing difficult competition. You can still work out kind of like how Chucky did at PSB, or you know, name you know name any player who kind of had that similar trajectory. Efrain Alvarez was also on that U17 team. Yep, he had a hell of a free kick. I think it was against the Netherlands. Yeah, he's got. He should be playing a little bit more for. Yeah, I'm not sure why he played four minutes in that, but okay. I mean, you don't really have any options. Yeah, you don't have anything. 
Also, come on, Galaxy, sell him to me in Football Manager. You guys are pricing him way too high. <laughs> He's got like a year left on his contract. They're like, we want eight, like eight to ten million dollars. I'm like, are you yeah, shitting me? Yeah. This, you must, like, he's got that. Eighteen ceiling. years old. I was like, I'm not paying that much for this guy. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the few players I bring pretty much anywhere in career mode. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're going to Wolves. I'm taking you with me. Yeah, he's so young. Yeah, because you know they usually there's usually two games per window. They, so they only announce this game. Usually they would announce both games for the window. Mm-hmm. I think they're just leaving it yeah. open for Concacaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, if, if, if they, they have to play, a, if they have to play an official Concacaf game in the second second part of that window, that's gonna that suck. Weird. That would be really weird. But I would like to see two games, and I don't know, maybe reschedule the Czechoslovakia game, or I don't know, so somebody else. Poland. To, we always love to play Poland. Yeah, for somebody, somebody just to like get some experience going. Um, that'd be I would fun. Hope we would just play someone near the Netherlands, whether it's Denmark or something like that. Just someone nearby. Sweden. Yeah, Sweden would be good. I mean, I'd have I PTSD, but that's fine. That. I would like to get another shot at that. Granted, it's just not the same feel, but... I'll take what I can get at this point. Yeah, exactly. Anything else we want to talk, touch on before we wrap this up? Excited? Okay. I know you're excited for League MX. Yeah, like I said, it's been a crazy year, so... Something I'll be, you know, something to watch. It'll be, it'll be fun. So, other than that, I mean, I think we pretty much hit up, you know, all the current news. Um, one last thing, though. One last thing. Yes, yes. What's your favorite kit so far you've seen from League MX? The new kits. Um, well, I don't want to be biased, but I really do like the the yellow version of the America kit. Um, I think Monterrey looks good, too. The one that I, I, You know what? I still need to buy, and I was going to buy it right before quarantine happened, and then I, I haven't gone to the mall since. That third kit from last uh, last season. For America? Oh, yeah, yeah, the the turquoise one? Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty dope. Um, I gotta gotta get that. Uh, Speaking of which, just a warning for America fans. Size up on this jersey. It is tapered. Body shaming is real, everyone. The body shaming is real. It cuts in. It's not quite like Puma, but it's still, it it cuts in. So get a size up. Trust me. Trust me on this one. For the are you talking about the rep, even the replica version? Probably not. The, probably not the replica, but the, definitely the the official one. I was the like, what? I was like, I was like, what the hell is this? A this is an extra medium? Like, what the hell is this? The, the authentics are always a little bit tighter. A little snug. Uh, yeah. But have I you like, ever have you ever uh, ordered or got your hands on a player version? No, no, no. Oh my god! If if, if you think these are body shaving you, wait till you try. If you're a size large, if you try a large and a player issued jersey, oh my gosh, it is, <laughs> oh, it is rough, man. It is, those are so tight. They're Dude, so tight. The other thing, too, is like when I see like Chivas play, I'm like, I could not play in those shorts. Those are a little rough. I need to have a little bit of flow with my, with my shorts here in the, in, in the wind. These, these are like painted, I mean, again, it's the it's the it's the kit. It's just so tight. Yeah, I always size up when I get soccer shorts. Like even just hanging around the house. Oh uh, yeah, I need up. like I need like quadruple X on yeah. those. But hey, a large shirt does fine. It's just gotta have some free flow with the shorts. I actually really like the Tigres kit. It's simple. oh yeah, yeah. I, I like the the blue one. Yeah, 
That's good. The the sponsors aren't all over the place. They're kind of. Mm-hmm. I like when the sponsors change their color or font to kind of match the jersey. Otherwise, it sticks out and it looks bad. <laughs> hey, I mean the pur- the purple Matatlan one looks pretty good too. That one is a basic ass <laughs> kit that they're ironing on. Those that is like right off the shelf. Like, Here we go, the trading kit. I don't blame them. I mean, they, I don't even know how long they had, maybe like two weeks to design. I mean, it's just, it's a plain shirt. It's whatever. Yeah. That other America one looks pretty, pretty damn good. So I might, I might pitch in on that one. It's good. I'm glad you got new kits coming out. Chivas kits look decent. The home kit. <clears throat> yep. I don't like the away kit. Uh, I'm just hoping that they actually, like I, I, I've complained about this before. They just start doing like, don't make the, the clash happen because it's when they do it it's bad like i don't know who's who like use your away kits like it's okay the problem with their away kit it's it's predominantly white mm-hmm. well i mean sleeves. some some of these games it's like vert stripes vert stripes one's green yeah. one's blue it's like ah, it's frustrating but they're nice i like the i like the home kit it looks it looks nice my favorite pumas kit that she, the, for, they did for Chivas is still that 110th anniversary kit. Oh yeah, I think yeah. is I think is beautiful. That's sick. That I sick. feel I feel bad for all the Chivas fans that went crazy and bought the 110th anniversary kit, and then Chivas like four months later reissued it. I remember like, oh, we're only making a hun- uh, no 1,908 kits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like three months later, they're like, oh, JK, here it is. Everyone can buy it. <laughs> LOL, <at> JK. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else, Brian? Wrap it up. I mean, that's that's me. Yeah. Uh, that's, just, that's all I got for now. All right, well, where can the people find you, Brian? You, you back to writing yet? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be shortly here. Um, other than that, just jumping on some podcasts and maybe finally get some uh, game threads going with uh, the upcoming season. So, yeah, when soon doesn't care, right? They don't. They don't no, care they've anything. been great. At, at, yeah, they've been great, especially when I do kind of like live clips. Like they've been, I've never had a problem with them. Uh, EPL definitely not. That's a big no-no. Portugal, yep. that's a big no-no. Um, so that's a bummer. Um, Surprise! Portugal cares. They don't have a TV deal in the US. I, but I don't. I don't get it. But whatever. I'll definitely be getting some threads together. I mean, mostly to me, America highlighting, you know, Cordoba and maybe some other young players up and coming or whoever plays, you know, is an outstanding game. But I'll probably throw in some others, maybe Tigres, Monterrey, Chivas, somebody, something like that, because we got a lot of players to take a look at. Because that's my, you know. The last, last question here. What do you think of uh, Cordova? I'm a fan, so yeah. Um, the thing is, I don't, I'm not sure where he feels most comfortable. Yeah, it kind of seems like all he over. Kind the of place. floats around. Um, kind of floats on the wing now, but he used to play more direct. He used to play more like more midfield. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the kid. Definitely, he's got a, a left foot, dude. I mean, he can. <laughs> he's been hitting some bangers. Yeah, I'm curious to see him where where he gets where he plays the most mm-hmm. all right guys well where you find where can you find you on twitter brian at brian rmw so check me out there catch me at the colorful kit leave a comment review let us know what you think until next time thanks guys